Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We are women helping women to read their Bibles in the Dayton region and beyond. In order to equip our sisters to dig into scripture, we have started an initiative called At Home in the Word. This podcast series is one of multiple resources created by our team to help you increase your confidence in your own personal study of God's Word. On this season of the podcast, we will be focusing on the overall meta-narrative of Scripture and the specific genres of Scripture. So grab your Bible and a notebook and listen in. Blog submissions for May are due April 1st over the Book of John. For more information, go to DaytonWomenInTheWord.com slash blog. Welcome back to the Date Women in the Word podcast. I am sitting here with a dear friend, Elise Herzing. Welcome, Elise. Hello. So glad you're here. Elise and I go to the same house church, and right now we're teaching a Bible study together. And what fun and what an experience <laughs> it has been. Oh. I am just so glad I'm not alone. When I think of Elise, I just think, Lord, thank you for giving me just such a beautiful sister to you're do this so life sweet. with. <laughs> you're very sweet. <laughs> we have known each other how long now, Elise? Well, as old as your oldest child. So okay. Four years. Which is how long I count most of my yes. life. Yes. <laughs> so we've known each other four years now mm-hmm. in many different capacities. But I've introduced how I know you, but Mm -hmm. can you introduce yourself, Elise, and and give us a little picture of where God has you at in your life right now? Yeah, well, my name is Elise. I have lived in the Dayton area since I was 10. I I betrayed it briefly for Pennsylvania, which is where I went to college. But um, I came back kind of because I didn't really have much of a choice, Um, but I... uh, fell in love with the city all over again. And yeah, that's what my heart is really for. um, To Now I kind of don't really see myself living anywhere else. I just want to see how God can restore and revive our city uh, using our church and um, specifically uh, the people who he's placed in my immediate sphere of influence, uh, my community. So that's that's me in a nutshell. Um, I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, not a not a mom or a wife, but that's okay. All good things come in its time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So glad that you're here. So glad that you're willing to share with us. And so without further ado, let's talk about wisdom. Yes. Wisdom literature. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so can you describe this genre for us this morning? Well, or whenever this person is listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. So wisdom literature is um, a little tricky because it it's very broad. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, it's about humanity's place in the world and how mm-hmm. things run underneath God's sovereign care. And this can take many different forms and themes, and it 
does throughout the examples of wisdom literature that we find in the Bible. Mm -hmm. When we think of wisdom literature, we think specifically of books like Proverbs. but wisdom literature can be found actually sprinkled throughout all of the Bible because mm-hmm. um, we see and we can get wisdom in the stories mm-hmm. that God tells. So the story of Joseph, or yeah, Joseph um, and his experiences in Egypt, there's a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. there, and that can be referred to as wisdom literature. Um, there are psalms that are referred specifically to as wisdom psalms, but psalms are considered to be their own separate literature genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so the books that specifically we see representing wisdom literature um, are the books of Job, of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think about Solomon, not just for Song of Solomon, but because of a lot of his Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was known in the Bible as being the wisdom yeah. guy. The story about the two women and yes. the baby. Um, he made a call there. Yeah. And it could have been a really bad call, but uh, God graced him with wisdom because yeah. he asked for it. And that's what I think of most when it comes to wisdom literature. It's if we ask for it, we also know where to seek it. Mm. Um, mm. So that's a starting point for us. It's like, oh, God, like you call us to seek wisdom. Well, where do we go? Let's go to what you consider to be the books that represent how do we live underneath you in a fallen world. Yeah, so I'm hearing hearing a couple of those, you know, just main points coming out already is that um, there are books that are overall associated with wisdom, but not to discount the other books for giving us wisdom. No, and like that, and even in the New Testament too, like some people consider the Book of James to be wisdom Mm. literature um, because there's so much wisdom. Yeah, Um, he's got some like one liner. I I, like. I feel like if James were existing Mm -hmm. today, it'd be like those would be what would be all over Instagram. I mean, it is, but it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because he does, it's it's almost like a mm-hmm. New Testament proverb. Yes. So that in, in that way, it's very, um, I think it's simplest to think of wisdom literature as literature that points us how best to live under God's mm-hmm. con- like reign, mm-hmm. both um, before uh, Christ and after Christ. How do we live now? Hmm. So that's encouragement for our present day mm-hmm. that even though we see these books yeah. uh, written long ago, that yeah. we can have that same wisdom today. We know the source of that wisdom is the Lord, and He's given us His word to help us with that. And even entering into that story with Solomon, that we, that iconic picture of it, there's an account in the Bible where there are two mothers that mm-hmm. have come and they're fighting over a child, yeah. um, a baby, um, and one child has died and each woman has says that the, the child in front of them is their own. Solomon says, okay, well, what we'll do is we will cut this baby in half and you can each have a half. Have, have a half. And so, yeah. So, so what then, happens? Well, one woman, she's like, don't do that, please. Let her have that baby. Um, and the other woman's like, okay, cool. That's fine with me, which if she really wanted that baby, she would not have Yeah. She would not have said that. So the true mother is mm-hmm. the mother that loved the baby enough to say, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's not harm the baby. And so I, I don't know, just 
hopefully we'll never be in that kind of Mm -hmm. situation where we have to discern something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, the encouragement is that we do have a lot of very difficult situations situations that we have to discern between. Yeah. So, yeah. And the thing I will say is like, if you're like seeking for the answer to a decision that you have to make, wisdom literature, like if you're going there for the answer, you may not find that answer because it's more about like how in general do we live? How do we conduct our lives? You might find that answer. You might find comfort for a really difficult season in life. But you like if God is asking, like if you're asking God, oh, should I marry this guy mm-hmm. that I've been dating for, mm-hmm. you know, 10 months? Wisdom literature is not going to say yes or no. It might say, well, what are some characteristics of a godly person? Mm-hmm. And then you can use that as like a standard to judge and to weigh in on that decision, Mm. but it's not going to say, yes, you should marry this person, or Mm. yes, you should quit your job and travel the world in Mm -hmm. a van. It's Mm -hmm. going to, you know, so you you mm-hmm. if you come to it with a very specific question, it's not you it, might be disappointed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. So when we when we go to it, you know, we're we're <laughs> we're not sort of asking um, the Lord to give. I mean, you pray that way. You pray for Him to give you to make you into a wise person, right. versus praying God give me this specific mm-hmm. answer. Because yeah, wisdom is like we seek. We more often than not we seek wisdom um, when we need it, but wisdom is more—it's a way of life. That's mm. something we need to be practicing on a daily basis, mm. and that's something that the wisdom literature does remind us mm. of. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, that pretty much sums up <laughs> why <laughs> someone would want to study the mm-hmm. books in this genre. Do you have anything you wanted to add to that, Elise? No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, it's something that I encourage everyone to do because no mm. one wants to be thought of as like someone who's living foolishly mm. or uh, immaturely, especially as someone who's supposed to represent Christ. Mm. Um, we are called to be thinking of higher things, mm. other things, eternal things, mm-hmm. and wisdom literature. More than that, it helps us, it teaches us how to have a right relationship with God, Hmm. which I think is the most important thing. If you're struggling with how um, uh, to best walk underneath God's rule, Hmm. this will direct your steps. Amen. I I, want to open it right (laughs) now. I need all of those things. So where uh, we talked about some of the books Mm -hmm. um, and we see it all over scripture. Mm-hmm. So how is this used in the big story? What we what we call the meta narrative, at least. Yeah. Well, specifically it's because our main wisdom literature books are Job, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. Mm-hmm. Though it's it takes place in the fall mm-hmm. specifically. Um, but they each uh, each of those books has different themes um, that they talk about that are relevant throughout all of um a Christian's walk. Mm. Job talks about how to suffer well, mm. how to comfort others who are suffering well, and how to maintain faith in a sovereign God when everything seems to be falling apart around you. Mm. Which, by the way, reading through Job last year with Dean Women in the Word 365, 
was it was long. Oh yeah, it was a long. It's a long book, and I'm, some people find it very depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean the word that comes to mind is kind of like cumbersome or oh. just heavy. It's heavy, mm. and mm-hmm. I I think um, I remember uh, Natalie, our team lead, mm-hmm. just writing a blog post like hanging with Job or something like that. Yeah. I I think we might have something like that. Maybe I'm just remembering her tell me that. But I yeah. I I know that it's hard to hang in that time mm-hmm. of life yeah. when you're suffering and Well the thing yeah. for me is because that kind of hurts my heart to hear <laughs> Job referred to as cumbersome. Mm. Um because that's my favorite book of the mm. Bible. Mm. It's been my favorite book Teach since me, I was Lise. a kid. <laughs> Um, and as a child, I didn't understand like what all of that felt like. But more than anything, I when I read it, I was like, and keep in mind, I was reading this book when I was like nine or ten. Yeah. I was young. I don't know why I was reading it, but yeah. I was. Um, I was just like, man, this guy's been through so much, mm. and yet he still does not neglect his God. He does not turn his back on God. Amen. This is an example of what a faithful person looks mm. like and um, how God rewards those who are faithful to him mm-hmm. in the midst of those adversities. Mm-hmm. I think there are. it, it, it can be very heavy. Mm-hmm. It is very heavy. Mm-hmm. It um, can move very slowly because there are 40 plus chapters. And not only is it 40 plus chapters, but it's in the style of biblical poetry, but also a conversation and a dialogue, which can make everything confusing, hard to understand. And when something is hard to understand, of course, we're going to like be like, wow, I can't wait until this is over. I can't wait to get through it. But just because it's hard to understand doesn't mean that it's um, not important mm-hmm. and not good. True, um, true. So I th- it's my it's it still is my favorite book because it's something that I cling to when I'm in those seasons um, where I'm like gosh it doesn't seem like anything's going to be getting better from here, and yet uh, I know I know that God is that it is capable for a person to lose it all yeah. and to still be faithful to God. Yeah, and I, I think our feelings are never a good indication. <laughs> well, are never I, mean, I should say are never the best indication mm-hmm. of the depth and breadth of wisdom that mm-hmm. is in there and we need mm-hmm. to know we need to know <laughs> we need to hang in with Job mm-hmm. because if you're not in yeah. that season now you will be at, at some point, point or yeah. you will know someone who's yeah. in that season and this is a perfect example cuz the Job's friends are not good comforters mm-hmm. they start off as good comforters because they come to him when he is grieving yeah. and they sit in silence with yeah. him but then they start talking, <laughs> and uh, it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> so just a really good, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe it's it's a good word for those mm-hmm. who might be feeling like it's cumbersome mm-hmm. to sit next to someone in yeah. suffering. Yeah, it's a word for yeah. for friends mm-hmm. of of um, those who are hurting. Yes, and even like like talking about feelings like job talks about how it's okay to feel what you're feeling Mm. in those hard seasons as long as you're giving it to god Hmm. um because job feels all the feels you Mm -hmm. know he is in the pits he's like uh wearing practically nothing out in the streets he's covered in dust and boils and sores and he's like god 
I can't take this anymore. And he lets God have it. Mm. And God welcomes it. Mm. And that's important that, you know, God can handle the feelings that we have for him. It's when, Mm. and if you read the book, you see at the end of the book, Job takes it a bit too far. um, (laughs) And then God speaks to him. And God's like, he checks him. Yes. Who do you think you are? to um, speak to me in this way. I mm-hmm. am the God of the universe. And it's very interesting because I've never thought of God as very sarcastic. Hmm. And yet the way he speaks is rather um, sarcastic. I've got a passage here where he's talking to Job. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's the fact that even sarcasm can, can be holy if it comes from God. I don't know if I would say that, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, Job chapter 38, verses 16 through 21, he's in a long speech to Job. He says, have you entered into the springs of the sea or walked into the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Mm-hmm. Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare if you know all this. Where is the way to the dwelling of the light? And where is the place of darkness that you may take it to its territory that, and that you may discern the paths to its home? You know, for you, for you, if you were born then, and the number of your days is great. Hmm. Like, that's a sarcastic statement right there. He's like, well, you know. Clearly, you know all these things because hmm. you're saying, you're like, you're questioning the God of the universe. Hmm. Um, and it's just, it, he puts Job in his place because Hmm. when we take our feelings and we start to um, attack God Hmm. and turn our back on God and put ourselves in place of God Hmm. then he's then God will check us Mm -hmm. but he also doesn't say what you're doing is wrong Hmm. he puts us in our place but he still accepts Job's feelings because after he checks Job Job repents Hmm. and God's not like, well, you're, okay, good. I'm glad you repent. You're going to stay like this for a while as uh, punishment. He restores him tenfold what he had before. It reminds me of when it says, in your anger, do not sin. Mm -hmm. You know, so it says, in in that sense, it's Mm -hmm. like, in your feels, do not sin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In your feels, Mm -hmm. do not put yourself as an idol above me. No. Do not, uh, you know, so it's, I think it's the um, it's the the underlying stuff God is always mm-hmm. always concerned about, mm-hmm. and so what that leads you to um, is important. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Job. We're already being showered in wisdom here. Um, you said there were some other themes mm-hmm. uh, throughout the yeah. other wisdom books you wanted to mention. Yeah. So Proverbs, I would say, is probably the most generic general, broad, Hmm. uh, ranging book, because it talks about a wide variety of, it's it's kind of like those, what you call nuggets or pearls of wisdom. Hmm. It's just these short, almost quippy sayings that just, they speak truth, um, but they are kind of, not all of them are connected together. It's instilling wisdom in God's people that's based in the fear of the Lord. and how that plays out in our everyday lives. Um, And it talks about that at the very beginning, like, you know, wisdom calls out in the streets who will answer her. Like, you know, my son, make sure that you uh, woo wisdom, that you um, 
marry wisdom. Do not listen to the world. And these are the things that wisdom is saying to you. But as you're reading through it, it can be very, it can be challenging because mm-hmm. it's, it seems it's very disconnected. It's not like it follows a storyline. Right. It's not like it's a, a poem. It's just like a string of little, you know, little nuggets, li- little sayings. Yeah, little little mm-hmm. nuggets, big big impacts big. for our lives. Mm-hmm. So even a lot of people recommend doing a proverb a day that you get mm-hmm. through it in a, in the month. And I, I'm not saying that's a bad recommendation. No. What I'm saying is, I feel like it's still too much. Like, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can't. I can't. You know, mm-hmm. I, and of course, God is the one who has to change us. Mm-hmm. But thank God, He doesn't. I, I feel like if we were had every kind of sanctification focus mm-hmm. on us at all times, mm-hmm. like I, He He's a He's a good pacer with us. I think the Holy Spirit yeah. is in that. Um, thank God for Jesus, who is holy. So when God looks mm-hmm. at Jesus. Um, he sees that perfection. Mm-hmm. So we are, it, it's not like we're off the hook, but we um, are living by grace. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. so I, I think it's a grace mm-hmm. that, that we, we can take it one day at a time. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can take it one day at a time. We don't need to read through a whole chapter of Proverbs and understand everything yeah. more often or than act not. On or all, act on, on all of all. it. Yeah. More than anything, for me, Proverbs has probably had the most impact when my parents used them. Um, And it was those repeated ones that they used over and over again. I remember specifically, um, you know, I've got three younger brothers and sisters, and we my family dynamic is we tease each other Hmm. mercilessly. (laughs) And so sometimes people would take it too far, Mm -hmm. you know, as we do, as kids do. And then uh, we would say, oh, I was only joking. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean it. I was kidding. And my father would turn to us and he would say, like a madman who throws firebrands to his friend and says, I was only joking. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, am I going to like, insult someone like you know low-key insult mm-hmm. um and be like oh yeah i really like that uh like you know i can't think of an example yeah. it's hard for me to think of insults on the spot but um <laughs> that's a good thing yeah uh, yeah it's uh like am i going to like low-key insult someone and then be like oh you know i was just teasing you you yeah. know that right? right you know i really love you it's right. like a slap in the face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then it makes the other person feel like oh well maybe i should just toughen up instead mm-hmm. of yeah, absolutely. That's super relevant for us. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, really my encouragement is if you are someone who is a, a doer, who is a um, perfectionist maybe, uh, who um, is still kind of – you're kind of writing a list for yourself about how to live the Christian life and you come to the Proverbs, I just want to encourage you to say that God will finish the work he mm-hmm. started in you and you don't have to make the Proverbs a to-do list. Mm-hmm. I think it's encouragement, yeah. it's wisdom for our life and that you can trust the Holy Spirit is is refining you and taking you there. And so don't feel overwhelmed when you read all of the yeah. nuggets that are in there that are good for mm-hmm. our lives. Yeah. Um, so there's Proverbs. There's Proverbs. What and then else? there's Ecclesiastes. Okay. Uh, Ecclesiastes for me, I think, is the mo- one of the most interesting and challenging um, 
wisdom literatures because it's we assume that it's written by Solomon because of um, the time that it was written, um, who's like how he refers to himself. But it's not just really Solomon. Solomon is writing in like a third person perspective. He hmm. sort of adopts the voice of what he calls the preacher or teacher. Mm. And he talks about how important it is to follow God in a fallen world um, and what that looks like, how everything in life like, is meaningless or the vanity of life mm -hmm. and um, how God gives us good gifts. And it's this odd combination of like it's philosophical musings, but it's also mixed with like the Proverbs aspect of like having like a string of little nuggets mm. tied up to each other, slipping back into philosophical musings that are not necessarily related to those nuggets. And then it's a, it's, it's a it's confused, a back, back it's a, and forth. yes, it's a, it can be a bit of a challenge to um, understand, but I think it's really good mm. um, and really meaningful because um, it has like the that you know you got everyone knows like that time passage there is a time for everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um for everything there's, there's a season under the there's sun. nothing new under the sun um is a time for every manner matter under heaven a time to born be born a time to die a time to plant a time to pluck up what is planted a time to kill a time to heal and so on and so forth and then he says, what gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Hmm. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so he can't that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceived that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. And this is God's gift to man. Hmm. And so he's, he, it's almost seamlessly where he like he speak he waxes poetic, and then he slips into poetry, and then he waxes poetic again. <laughs> um, but all about like what does it mean to live in a fallen world? Hmm. Um, and I mean that's back in Solomon's day, and these hmm. issues we're still facing now. Which I have to mention that my youngest child's name is Solomon, and, yes. and he's still in the womb he's as we are recording this, and he is kicking. It's like he knows. <laughs> he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> we're talking about him. So, yeah. so yeah. So we, mm -hmm. we covered Ecclesi oh, Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon's the last one. Yeah. And that one is the most erotic of <laughs> wisdom literature. Truth. Written by Solomon. It's love poetry, and a lot of people don't think of it as wisdom hmm. literature, hmm. Um, but it is because it talks about how God creates the marital covenant, hmm. um, how there's a right relationship for sexual intimacy, hmm. um, how marriage should be founded on loyalty and commitment, and how all of that is an example for God's relationship with his people. Hmm. Um, and cause the, the bride says to her friends, don't awaken love before it's time. Cause mm. ladies, once you do, once you start getting physical, it gets really, really hard. Mm. And it's, um, 
I'm not going to say it's explicit in its language, but you you can read it and you can pretty quickly figure out what they're talking mm-hmm. about. It's talking about the joys that physical intimacy with um, the one that the, your chosen partner can mm-hmm. bring mm-hmm. and how God has chosen us as mm-hmm. his partner and how he takes that same joy and delight in us too. Yeah, and wants us to be intimate with mm-hmm. him in a way that, I mean, it almost makes us blush to yeah. think with. 100%. <laughs> as you read through the Song of Solomon, I dare mm-hmm. you not to blush. But I, I think that is so good for us to read. It's so important that Song of Solomon is in the Bible because we see God's good mm-hmm. design. And thank you so much for pointing out, you know, that that it is, you know, uh, in the marriage relationship, but also in our marriage relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know, that's the underlying mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, and that God beautiful. rejoices in sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we, um, in Christian cultures, it's like, we don't talk about it. Yeah. We like, we can suppress it, but this is something that God created and it is good mm-hmm. in the right given context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the world definitely needs that kind of wisdom. Mm-hmm. We need that kind of wisdom for sure. So mm-hmm. so what are some of the nuances or purposes of this particular genre, Elise? Well, some of the nuances, like it's it uses a lot of dialogue and conversation. Mm-hmm. That is something that we don't see in I think any of the other books of the mm-hmm. Bible, especially in Job and in Solomon, it's mm-hmm. a debate back and forth between mm-hmm. um Job and his friends, Job and God, Job and this character named Elihu. Um, And then in Song of Solomon, it's this debate and conversation between the bride and her beloved and like all these other people who show up too Mm -hmm. wanting to party. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's a conversation and dialogue, but it's also mixed with metaphor. Mm -hmm. There's so many descriptive languages and metaphoric statements Mm. throughout the course of these books. Um, Song of Solomon, she refers to her beloved, that he comes leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills, that he is a gazelle or a young stag. Mm. Behold, he stands there behind our wall, gazing through the windows, um, looking through the lattice. And then she goes into like talking about how Spring has come. Spring has come. It's here. It's this, and it through that language, mm. it just conveys this joy and excitement mm. that exists. Mm. And but similarly with Job, he uses the same metaphorical language mm. to talk about his despair. Mm. Um, he says, "If I hope for Sheol as my house, if I make my bed into darkness, mm. if I say to the pit, 'You are my father.'" Or unto the worm, my mother or my sister, where then is my hope? Who will see my hope? Um, And so in that way, like, both of those books really utilize that um, Mm -hmm. as a tool to convey the the author's intent and Mm -hmm. the feeling and the passion behind those words. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for Proverbs um, and Ecclesiastes, it's... They use that metaphorical language as well, um, but it's it's not fully the same because mm-hmm. there's not that emotion mm-hmm. behind it. It's more of a comparison. Um, 
like uh, between how the world is and mm-hmm. how uh, we should be living. Mm-hmm. Right. It's more of descriptive language to help you get a picture in your mind's eye mm-hmm. what they mean. So example, Proverbs 18, verse 4, he says, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters. Mm-hmm. The fountain of wisdom is a bubbling brook. Mm-hmm. And so you get that picture of like the words of my mouth are mm. deep waters. Why Why are they deep waters? How are they deep waters? Mm. And it's because for me, when I look at that, I say, what I'm saying reflects what my heart is thinking and feeling and believing. That is deep waters. <laughs> and when I speak wisdom, it comes bubbling out. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And it reflects, I mean, it, mm-hmm. the same is true if, if your heart is, settled on something else Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking then something else is going to come bubbling out exactly (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. so we need to be aware of that Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's really rich language Mm -hmm. and it's easy to skim past without really Mm -hmm. thinking through what those pictures are supposed to convey Mm -hmm. because they're there for a reason yeah and uh, that's God often uses metaphor to convey what he wants us to see and understand and hear. And um, he uses this tool a lot in these books. Um, Yeah, that could be challenging for some. And the next question we Mm -hmm. have is what are some challenges when studying? Very (laughs) challenging. Yeah, and I'm thinking that's that's a challenge Mm -hmm. because what if you're someone who doesn't, I mean, even with us, some of the word pictures that we use today are so, so different than Mm -hmm. the word pictures they would use back then. So how do we, I guess, how do we, um, how do we encounter that challenge, Mm -hmm. Elise, of the metaphor? I would say the best thing you could do would be to study the context mm-hmm. uh, and the historical background of those books to start, mm-hmm. find out when it was written, what were things that were occurring in that time, mm-hmm. um, and to specifically study that biblical metaphor and figurative language. Like, what could this phrase mean mm-hmm. to the people of Israel um, in that day and age? It might mean nothing to right. us now, but we, it makes me think of um, when we studied Hosea together, Natalie, um, who led the Monday night sessions, there was this verse that talked about how Israel was a half-baked cake. <laughs> and we read that and we were like, well, okay, okay, cool. We're yeah. half-baked. That's fine. But then there was actual I like. I mean, have <laughs> you seen that? What's that? Twice? No. What is it? The uh, half-baked Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh, I mean, that's delicious. I know, right? Like, in my mind, I'm like, isn't that a great thing? I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like my brownies Mm -hmm. gooey, don't you? Yeah, I mean, we all do. But it has, like, she looked into it, she studied it, and she was talked about how when they made little cakes, um, it was over a fire pit. And uh, they would take these cakes and they would stick them on the side of this fire pit. It almost looked like a volcano. And if you don't turn it, it gets burnt on one side mm. and it's raw on the other. Mm. And that's how Israel was treating God. Hmm. It was turning away from God. And so it was getting burned by mm. its sin. Um, and it was raw. It was not 
not not has how God intended it to be. Yeah. And that's why I'm, it's like, you know, like we read it and we're like, okay, well, cool. We're a half-baked cake. I yeah. guess that means we're, you know, not fully done. Right. But there's a lot more to it. Cultural context yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Which now, you know, now understanding that we're like, oh, I understand. It, it means it's not worth eating. It's yes. not worth nope. consuming. Nope. Yeah, so that's really what the interpretation is. Not mm-hmm. that sounds delicious, yeah. but that sounds gross. Like burned on one side and raw on the other, that sounds no. terrible. No. Not a fan. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. So so the challenge for us is to get outside of our own um, perspective mm-hmm. and our own time and yeah. culture and to try to transplant ourselves mm-hmm. into that time mm-hmm. and, and culture. Because this wisdom that they're trying to convey to us is – timeless Mm. but um we are not Mm -hmm. and we are saturated with what we know so Mm. it we have to approach it with like okay what do i not understand what do i not know about this right let me see if i can find um some commentary on Mm. it um Mm. to clarify Absolutely. That's a good that's a good tip too. Are there any other tips that you would recommend for us when we are going into mm. reading or studying this wisdom portion of the Bible? I would say probably have grace for yourself. Mm. Um, especially as you were talking about Proverbs, like some people who are very goal oriented, like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to live. Okay, right. I gotta t- check off all these boxes. Yeah. It's this is uh a process, mm. you know, for all of these things. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. I like with Job, I don't suffer well as mm. I should, yet I'm in process still. Mm. And um there's grace to be found in it. Uh I would also say don't be afraid to um encourage your imagination, mm. if that makes sense. Like mm. they use all this descriptive language for a reason and it's to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're just looking at it and we're slicing and dicing the words up all the time, like we're not getting the picture that God is trying to paint in our mind of like, what does this look like? Like, what does it look like for, um, you know, a fountain of water to come rushing out of one's mouth? Mm -hmm. Like that's a that's an image Mm -hmm. uh, that can often convey more than words can give. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a good word. It, it makes me think about, you know, in your humanities class mm-hmm. in college or something, when your professor would make you go and stand in front of a, a, a piece a of painting. work. And you're just like, okay. I mean, like, instead mm-hmm. of just, if I just am, if I am walking through an art museum, I might not. I might mm-hmm. not stop. And yeah, I might really, take it for granted. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that this is different than that. It's mm-hmm. not It's not as if, you know, God, God does teach us, but he's not mm-hmm. our professor making us do this. He has, he has a heart in mind for our good, for our wisdom. So mm-hmm. there's even more motivation for us to stop and really see why and, and what and pause. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good good word to just pause mm-hmm. and let the image do to you. <laughs> let the scripture work on you. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. Is what I mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So how does this style point us to Christ and the gospel, Elise? Well, for me it's Jesus setting the human example of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like he is God embodied in flesh. Mm-hmm. And he shows us how to have right relationship with God, which mm. are 
all the things that wisdom literature talks about. Mm. Um, and they discuss it and they ex- show that to us. How mm. do we have right relationship with God? Well, Jesus is our personal example mm. of what it looks like for a human to have right relationship with mm. God. Um, Thank goodness. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like all these things that God is telling us mm-hmm. in these wisdom literature, we have a picture of it mm-hmm. and a living being. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you would go through all of those wisdom pieces mm-hmm. in the Bible, you would say, well, that's great, mm-hmm. but nobody actually lives that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you even look at Jesus, like he speaks in parable. Mm. He uses that same descriptive language to get those points across. Mm. Um, what he's trying to say, the message he's trying to give, the lesson he's trying to teach us about how do we live. Um, mm. If anything, the wisdom literature is like that's how Jesus speaks. <laughs> and more often than not, when he's talking like that, the people are like, I, we don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> we don't understand. When, yeah, We've already had that example laid out for us. Um, God using that wisdom literature, setting us up for how hmm. uh, our Savior, when he came, spoke to a lot of the people. That's a good word because it's it you know we we see the law and mm-hmm. the prophets specifically pointing to him and him saying mm-hmm. I fulfill this but it's also so encouraging to see that these wisdom books are making way for Jesus as well so mm-hmm. that when they see him mm-hmm. when we see him we're able to say aha mm-hmm. there was one. Mm-hmm who lived out these things. And that's encouraging for us. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's encouraging for us because he did what we couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And now he does inside of us. Mm -hmm. He means to complete that work. Mm -hmm. Um, It's beautiful. So any resources you would point us to, Elise, um, for those who are ready Mm -hmm. to start into this genre? you know, some books, podcasts, anything that you have used that has been helpful to you? Yeah, I always recommend, um, like, the, your, of course, your ESV study Bible mm-hmm. or any study Bible, for that matter, that has mm-hmm. that historical context. Um, that's a resource that I would definitely yeah. utilize. Um, specifically, like, if you want to learn more about Job, uh, Tim Keller's book, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering, is an excellent excellent read. Um, I cannot talks, tell you how many recommendations I have had for that. Oh yeah, so. it's so good. Um, and it's because it ta- it talks you about how to suffer well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uses a lot of examples from Job throughout the course of that book. Hmm. If you want to look more into Song of Solomon, uh, Ma- John Mark Comer has a book called Loveology, which I just mm-hmm. finished reading. Mm-hmm. And he's got a whole chap, like two chapters devoted to like Song of Solomon and explaining the context and like how, like when we read it, the perspective that we're supposed to be having on it. And it was like, the it blew my mind mm-hmm. because I was like, wow, this is beautiful. I'd never seen it in this way before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love that title too. I know, Loveology. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I know our church Apex did a sermon series on Proverbs mm. a few years back. Um, 
So you can check that out. That on was the Apex really website. good. Yeah, it was. It's still sticking with me. They did. They did a good job. <laughs> I think there are about four or five uh, sermons in that series that you could listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put them up on our show notes. Yeah. So yeah. awesome. Anything else you want to share with our listeners, Elise? I think that's it. Thank you so much. Yeah. I loved how much conversation and our different perspectives on uh, wisdom literature because I'm sure our listeners are going to be coming at it from their own viewpoint as mm-hmm. as well as and their own seasons of life <laughs> that's true because that paints everything too yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so our prayer for you listener is that you would um that you would change your prayer from being lord give me the answer mm-hmm. to lord make me a wise person and even more than that uh make me in right relationship with yes. you that's mm-hmm. beautiful Thanks for being with us, Elise. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, listeners. Bye-bye.